Hey, welcome to the Babes Talking Business Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Lauren. I'm a mama, wife, author, and a network marketing professional. I'm really passionate about empowering women to step into their power and becoming self-led, self-ignited, and excited when it comes to their finances, businesses, relationships, and life. So I love we have created this space where women can come together to rise together to have real and raw conversations and be reminded of their power, their worth, and their vision when they forget. Because when one woman wins, we all win. And sometimes we just need someone to go first to show us what's possible. And I'm Shani. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur who loves to diversify the way I create wealth. And I love empowering and teaching you about it too. I'm an international speaker, a course creator, a professional network marketer, but my favorite job of all is being a mama. It's really important for me to fulfill my life's purpose with the impact and the work that I do. But my highest value is family. And so navigating the balance between being a kick-ass woman in business and a conscious mother is where I'm at and excited to share that with you too. Hang around me long enough and I'll show you how to step into your full potential and have you cultivating health, wealth, and fortune in a soulful and joyful way that feels good. Welcome to episode 87 of BTB. We're having a conversation today about what we did in preparation for our business and our finances before we started a family. We have a chat about the conversations we had with our partners and what we put in place and what we wish we put in place. Um, And I just want to say, this isn't an episode telling you what you should do because everybody's circumstance is different. This is more of an open conversation between the two of us where we share what we did in preparation for all of this uh, before the babies came. And we particularly wanted to set up our businesses in a way that they weren't reliant on us and the hours that we were putting in for our businesses to continue making an income, especially while we stepped away for our totally unplugged offline maternity leave. So just a disclaimer, this is a conversation for the women out there who are making already or want to make six figures to multiple six figures and beyond in their business. Our tips in this podcast won't really be applicable for those who have started a business with the intention to create some fun money. And we know so many amazing women who have started a business either in the e-commerce space, in retail, in network marketing, for example, who are really happy with $500 a month, $1,000 a month, even $2,000 a month whatever that part-time income looks like. I love to call it fun money. It's the type of money that helps to pay the bills. It helps to pay for extracurricular things. It helps for you to splurge a little bit of savings for you to buy something for yourself, go on holidays, top up the mortgage, etc. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? So if that's you, please know you can absolutely keep doing what you're doing and don't let the conversation in this podcast make you think otherwise. This episode is for the women out there who have an established company or business or who have their sights on building their business to a six-figure, to multiple six-figure, even seven-figure business with the intention of starting a family soon. So we hope you love the episode. It's something that I wish I had for myself before I started a family. And um, yeah, it's just a really honest, open conversation, and we hope you take a lot away from it. Okay, let's get stuck into it. 
And we are back on the potty and I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today, Shen, because I've actually had a few girls in our team reach out to me over the last what, probably two or three weeks asking the same question. And I was like, this is a good one to have on the podcast with Shen so we can have an open and honest conversation about the conversations that we have with our partners or how we set ourselves up financially and in our business before we decide to to have babies. And I know it's a personal conversation and everyone's conversation might be a little bit different, but I thought it could be a good one for us to tease out on our podcast. Mm, And I think as well, I would love to share the conversations I wish I had (laughs) before having babies. I mean, there wasn't a book or anything for me to really look at. I mean, that's a lie. I did read a lot. I did, I did research it a bit. We did have some great conversations, but you know, it's been just over a year now that our babies arrived into our lives and there've definitely been things that were unexpected and conversations I've had to have with Matt I was like, wow, I really wish we had this combo before the baby was born. So I agree. This is going to be an amazing, amazing episode. And I guess personally talking about this, I'm not going to tell any of you guys who are listening, and I don't think Shem will either, what to or not to do. I think I'll probably, we'll talk about the conversations that we personally had and maybe questions that we asked ourselves because I think Mm -hmm. everyone's answers are going to be different on their circumstances. So um, one of the questions, yeah, that one of the ladies in the team asked me was like, okay, what did you have, like, how did you actually plan it? Like, did you have certain goals or targets you wanted to hit? And so I actually replied with a few questions that I asked her to help her get clear, I guess, on what she sees that chapter or season of life looking like. And I guess my question for anyone who's listening to this, who may be in the same situation being like, I, I know one day I want to have kids, or if you're like me, that was personally why I said yes to working, to wanting to have my own business, but particularly working in the network marketing profession, because I knew what I wanted that season of life to look like. And I knew that I wanted to be a present mama, but I also knew that I didn't want it to come at the sacrifice of my income. So one thing that was really important to me for this season of life was being able to be like, okay, I can be at home and I can be with my baby, but I don't want my income to dip. I don't want my income to be reliant on how many hours I personally put into my business. So I guess first and foremost, before we have this conversation, ask yourself, what do you want that chapter or season of life to look like? Do you have, how do you want your days to look? Do you see yourself working in the business, outside the business? Do you see yourself online, offline, depending what kind of business that you have? Do you see yourself creating a certain amount of money um, in that chapter of life? Is is money even a thing for you? Is it more about you just want to see your business growing? Is it you want to be pulling a certain amount of profit? I think first and foremost, you need to get clear with yourself and then have that conversation with your partner. When you visualize that chapter of life, whether it's something you're planning way ahead in the future and you're wanting to do all the groundwork now or it's something that you're starting to think about, hey, in the next like six to 12 months, I'd love to have a baby, what what, is, what do you see? What's your vision? Like, did you have a clear vision, Shen, when you thought about what you wanted your business to look like and feel like for when you were going to be a mum? Yeah. In fact, I think that, you know, in hindsight, we we had like this imaginary finish line and we we always said to each other, like, will we, will we ha- celebrating our 10 years this year? <laughs> Crazy is that? And yeah, we always because we were both very ambitious and had massive business goals. We both had our own businesses and own vision of what we wanted to create. We had like this finish line and then we actually 
kept pushing it back. Like every time we'd reach that goal, we'd be like, okay, well, let's have kids when we reach the next goal and the next goal and the next goal. And truthfully, that's why I think I had my first baby in my mid thirties because yeah, I, I just kept pushing the, the deadline back, if that makes sense. So, um, which, I mean, I don't regret anything, but I wish I just didn't do that. I wish we just started having a family when, whenever, like, so I did have a huge vision for what I wanted to create. I knew how much I wanted in my bank account. I knew how much I wanted to be earning monthly. Um, but the Manny Jen slash Aries in me was just like, okay, I've reached that. I want to, I want to make it bigger and bigger. I'm so glad though, that, you know, I, spent seven years building my business before we had children and I had I not had a conversation with Matt saying like hey we're just going to keep pushing this imaginary finish line backwards more and more and more like let's just let's just stop like let's just go for it um but I am really glad I spent six years building my business to where it is today because I've had so many things come like out of the blue and unexpected and it, that that gave me six years, seven years of savings for this season of life because so many things happened in my business and in my finances that I totally didn't expect when I took a step back from my business. And that was something I really didn't um, account for. I, I projected that my business would plateau. I definitely accounted for that, but I didn't expect what actually happened, which I definitely will go into more detail further on in this podcast. But um, yeah, I guess like have the vision. I think that's important to have there, but also have the vision for the unexpected. <laughs> I wish someone said that to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I think, yeah, whatever your vision is, it doesn't have to be clear cut, like I have to have a certain amount of this, this and this, but I just think knowing, like you said, like, is it, do you see yourself working in the business when you have babies? Are you seeing yourself, are you happy with doing like working around your baby or do you see yourself being completely offline? Because whether you're working the network marketing profession or whether you have another kind of business, obviously it's going to help you start thinking about what systems do you have to have in place or what kind of team do you have to build or what things would you have to start delegating or automating if you are planning to step back. So my first question for anyone listening, which was the question I asked one of the ladies in my team was, what personally do you want that season of life to look like? And get clear on that because then these subsequent questions I'm about to ask you are going to differ depending on what your vision is. So mm. that would be my first place to start. And then these are some other things that Shannon and I are going to tease out, some questions that you might have with you and your partner once you've got clear on that vision, which might help you work out what, how you set yourself or your business up for that season. So I guess that my next question was, depending um, and all these things, guys, I'm just going to talk as if I don't know what business you're in. Like you can use this for network marketing, but I think these same questions could be applying, applying to any other business model as well. So depending on when you become a mama, depending on the kind of work that you do and how you currently run your business, if you do take a step back, even if it's not entirely, but obviously being a mum the first few months, I'll be very impressed if you don't take some kind of step back because I don't know how you can keep running at the pace you have been. But would your re- would your income remain the same? Like if you if your if your output changes, does your business and your income rely purely on the work that you do, the effort that you're putting in right now for your current business, your current team? 
yeah, is your income going to be affected? What can you see happening as your business as it is right now if you take a step back? Mm, when I think as well, like this is where I tripped and I'm just being totally honest with my experience. Like I had have a very solid business. It's always been stable. It's never been volatile. If I'm not earning the same thing that I did the month before, I'm earning more. Like that was the trajectory of my business since the beginning of time. And so this was something that actually didn't cross my mind when we spoke about, you know, the, in particular for network marketing, because the way it works is this is a, a business, a teaching business. So you teach people to become leaders and, um, yeah, I just like default, my default was, oh, I just won't grow. Like my income won't grow. Um, my plan was I wanted to take at least two months off before baby arrived, like really started dialing it down the month leading in. I just wanted to be completely offline and officially on maternity leave, which I did and was amazing. And so grateful that this business allowed both of us to do that. Um, and then I didn't have a timeline of when I wanted to come back. I just wanted to do it when it felt right, when I was ready. I didn't want to come back because I felt I had to or because of my income or anything like that. So in the back of my mind, I was like, mm, I reckon six months and I'll be really ready to dive back in just slowly. And what I didn't account for, which is what happened, was my paycheck went backwards. <laughs> And my, my business that is completely stable, has strong foundations. I'm so deep. I'm so wide in my network marketing business. I didn't expect for that to happen, but that happened because um, I had a couple of key leaders leave while I was offline. And that's just something like that I didn't, you know, expect. I didn't account for that. I didn't think, you know, some of the people who were like the most solid in this business decide would decide to step away. And course like what I just I kind of, I kind of went into it being totally optimistic because that's just my nature so when that happened um I had to quickly think of a plan b not because I was like oh my gosh I'm bleeding like you know my my bank is just like bottoming out that's not what happened um it was more about okay well I'm earning x amount less per month and like I was I'm pretty good with my finances. Like I, all my overheads are pretty low. Um, I do have some staff that I pay. I also pay myself a wage. I was paying Maddie a wage out of my business as well. So there was a lot of things that I had to like move around and go, okay, I need a plan B here. Also need to cut like down my spending a little bit in my business, like cut down some overheads. And um, to be honest, like I had six years worth of savings sitting in my bank account and I did have to tap into that for a little bit because my business just wasn't I mean if I wanted to save as well like I, I stopped saving there for a couple of months all of that was just something that I did not expect probably should have and so I'm just sharing my experience because um you just never know what will happen it might not happen to you by the way I'm not being a neg ferret here saying like your paycheck's gonna drop <laughs> but it's it happened to me and that's something I totally didn't expect I love that. And that was the next question I had there for you guys who may be listening and for the beautiful girls in our team who came to us with like, how did you guys set yourself up before babies? And what were the kind of things that you planned for? My next question is, what are your current outgoings? So not just your outgoings for your business, 
but your outgoings personally, like Shen was talking about wages, like if you, worst case scenario, let's say your income completely stopped if you step back from your business, what are the things you have to keep paying for? So whether you're talking about personal things like mortgages, bills, or does your other half business pay or wage pay for that? Like, I don't know what your current personal circumstances are, but if you're really wanting to think ahead and you want to set yourself up, get really clear on what your outgoings are. And then the next question, like Shen spoke into is for your phase of life, for you to feel whatever you want it to look like, if it's going to give you that sense of confidence or peace or positivity or optimism, like Shen got to have, do you have a safety net? Like, do you mm. want to be able to have a safety net? Like you're going to, you're going in optimistic and hoping that your business like might keep growing. It may plateau, but if the unexpected happens, do you, for you to enjoy that season of life, do you have a safety net? Do you need to have a certain amount saved to pay for mortgages and bills? So if the worst case scenario, your business doesn't grow or plateaus, it goes backwards for whatever reason, it's not going to give you the stress and it's a, an effect that season of life that you've planned for. So, yeah. um, I think it's well, like not being emotional and not being financially stressed and like freaking out when that happened, I, it was the biggest gift. I don't know what type of mother I would have been if I was stressing out about money when that happened. Instead, instead of being like, oh my God, I have to tap into my savings. I was more like, oh my God, thank God I have this business and this incredible business model that allowed me to save six years worth. And I've got that there. And I teach people all the time, like it's a, it's called a do not touch account because you do not touch it, but you touch it on a rainy day, like when you need it, when it's an emergency. And this was one of those times. This was why I worked so hard over the last six years and saved 40% of my income. So I really want to like inspire women who are planning to start a family, like just have a safety net. And my number one tip would be have at least three to six months worth of your outgoings saved because it it was only a few months that I had to tap into my savings, but I, I would say three to six months is a good amount. So like Lozzie said, like what are your expenses, your expenditures, your outgoings, have that number, know that number, times that by six, then you've got six months worth of that if anything was to happen. It just feels so good not having to stress about that. Yeah, I agree. I think that was one of the biggest gifts this business has given given us, given me personally through motherhood was I didn't have to stress firstly about work. Like I didn't have a boss to go back to or work to run back to if I wasn't ready to. But in the case that it went down, I was very similar to you, Shen. Like I had my finger on the pulse and I was like, okay, like my income's dropping. But we weren't stressed financially because we had same years of savings there so not to say that you have to do this but like that's why my question for you at the start was what when you're planning for it what do you want that season to look like because I knew personally Mm -hmm. for me I wanted the freedom to come work when I wanted to and go back to work when I felt good to but I also wanted the security now of having a certain buffer behind us which is what gave me the security and the confidence and the and the peace when you're trying to the peace that when you're in the thick of mum life and especially as a first time mum like Mm. there was so much you're learning (laughs) the first few months business and money is the last thing you want to be worrying about so personally when I when I think about my vision and maybe this is when you're asking yourself the same questions that was definitely something I planned for was like what was my outgoings um yeah how much maybe you have a figure like Shen said maybe three to six months of outgoings but is there a certain amount of money there that you want behind you just to give you that peace. Yeah, the emotional stability. So you're not polarized when it happens and you're freaking out. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's some really good advice. So then the next question I asked one of the ladies in the team, which I hope that you guys ponder on as well, is I guess this whole episode is on setting yourself up or your business up before kids or babies. What does setting up actually mean to you? So what do you want business slash family like to look like? So I don't know if you're talking about like you want to take a certain time off maternity leave, but what does maternity leave even look like? Does that mean you're fully offline and don't want to be available or are you happy to work maybe an hour or two when your baby naps? Like I think only you can answer that question when you're saying set yourself up for baby. What does that look like? Are you planning on stepping back for a certain amount of time? Um, Because like Shen, I didn't have a time period that I was like, I have to be back by, but I was actually okay with me working two or three hours a day around my baby. I never, I, that was the expectation I gave of myself. So I think you've got to go in planning. So if you just plan on being completely offline, then the next lot of questions I'm about to ask you are probably going to be things you have to start thinking about too. Mm, Yeah. I definitely had a vision of what that looked like for me. And I knew, well, it was really difficult for me to know how it was going to work if I'm completely honest, because before Rui, because I was, you know, had all the time in the world and I was completely selfish with that time. (laughs) I would spend like most days, five hours a day on my business. But when I was like really passionate about a project that I was working on, when I was in my creative zone of genius, when I was hustling and flowing at the same time and just doing, just doing my purpose, time would go so fast and I could, I could be working on my business for nine hours a day, some days. So I, I logically didn't know what that was going to look like after Rui because I knew when I did decide to jump back into business, I knew that nine hours a day was going to be completely unrealistic. And then even four hours a day, I was like, well, I'm probably going to be sleep deprived. I don't know if my baby's going to sleep four hours a day. And on top of that, even if he does, I don't want to be working like at every spare moment. Like I wanted white space. I wanted to look after me. I wanted to like, you know, nourish myself. I wanted to read books about parenting and I I wanted that space. So I was like, I am happy with three hours a day max once this baby is here and once I'm back into the swing of things six months in. Um, That's just my, that's just my experience, but what is it going to be like for you? And so, yeah, that adjustment was probably one of the hardest things to adjust to. Like my biggest, biggest (laughs) adjustment was that not being like, not, I logically knew I was going to do about three hours a day, but actually like being okay in the thick of it, doing three hours a day when sometimes I wanted to do more, but I couldn't, oh my God, it was so perturbating and frustrating. So what, yeah, like what is, what has it been like for you, Loz? Cause you don't have like family here. Like I was pretty lucky that I had my mum who would have roof for like a day here and there, but you've literally done this like with no family help around you. Dan's parents are overseas. So something to consider for other people too listening to this. Yeah, I think um, this is beautifully how the Surrender Project, my new book, actually, I because I went through this process, I feel like 12 months before Stevie was born, asking myself these kind of questions as well because, like, the next thing I was going to say was, like, okay, well, if we know, like, because I had always wanted to be a mum and before I felt pregnant, it was, like, a three- to six-month journey of me wanting, preparing, thinking, 
Um, and I knew that, okay, yeah, with no family around, how am I going to build business, do business? And realistically, I, for what I wanted motherhood to look like, I didn't want to put Stevie in daycare. There's no judgment on anyone who does, but personally for me in the first year or two, it's just not something I wanted. I want to be home. So that really left me with the reality of I'm going to build business in her sleep windows, which either means if she sleeps, I don't know what kind of baby I'm going to have. I might be lucky to do one or two hours throughout the day, but I'm also going to be okay with doing maybe two or three hours at night if that's, if that's what it takes. So I guess my question, like I was saying is, okay, so what, what do you, what do you want that season of life to look like? Cause I was like, okay, I would like to be offline maybe for the first six to eight weeks. And then I'm going to get back into it and doing it while she's asleep. So before she, I fell pregnant or even the six months leading up to it, I had to start getting really good at doing my business in three to four hours a day. Like I, I was not lucky. I don't know if I call it luck, but in hindsight, I can see the gift in it. I was so sick in my pregnancy that I literally was bedridden and I was lucky to try to do two, three hours a day. So the surrender project actually was really good in helping me do less and mm-hmm. get really good with my time and realize my work ethic or my work, my ooh, my worthiness isn't found in how much time I spend in my business. Because there's a lot of self-learning beliefs that I feel like women like us, like who are type A personalities who love to get everything done. I knew I was going to have to break through those because I wasn't going to have the time. So for you guys who may be planning And like we said, how long do you plan on having off work? And if you plan on stepping away from your business, is your paycheck going to be affected? And I guess some questions you can ask yourself to get clear on this right now is how many hours are you currently doing on your business? And how many hours, worst case scenario, do you think you're going to be able to do around a baby? And if like, what are you actually doing? If you, if your hours decrease that much, is your paycheck going to be affected? Or what does your business need to look like in order for that to be possible for you to reduce your hours and your paycheck not to be affected. So like Shen can talk probably about this as well, like outsourcing a PA. Um, She had someone who was doing like a lot of the admin work so she could have some free time back up. Um, What does your, how many independent leaders do you need to have? So I think about in any sales business, but in network marketing, like if you want to have a stable paycheck, you need to have a certain amount of independent leaders that you know are going to work and you can't rely on them. Like Shen said, we had some Mm. of our key leaders leave on maternity leave, but at least that's something you can kind of look at and be like, well, if you want to have two or three months off, who's going to be doing business without you? Yeah. Like, cause a lot of people in network marketing do business when there's a leader to follow, like who's running the trainings, who's running the events, who's creating the campaigns, who's doing the promotions, who's creating the excitement, who's doing the hype, who's available for the follow-up calls. If you're currently in a stage of business where you're still doing that for your team, you're naive to think that you can take a step back from your business and your business isn't going to go backwards. So have a a look at your income guide and be like, well, how many? And if you don't know how to do this, talk to a leader in your business because they can give you an idea. If you have a certain, coming back to some of those first questions we asked, if you have a certain level or income that you want to be making over those months that you may take off or reduce your hours because of baby or you need a certain amount because of your outgoings, how many key leaders do you need in your business to be able to kind of predict that income because if you, that would be my goal then. If you want to plan, you have to create those amount of key leaders who are independent and who are doing things with or without you tapping on your shoulder. And if you don't have them in your business right now, that's where your time is best spent and that's probably the best way of helping you plan or working out what can you outsource, who do you start pouring into and actually not just teaching to duplicate teaching to duplicate sorry teach to empower leaders because without Mm -hmm. them you still don't have a job or a company you still have a glorified 
you don't have a company or a business, sorry, you have a glorified job. Totally. And just to add on that, like another spanner that was thrown in the mix for me that I totally did not expect um, was when I was finally ready to dive back in, I actually really suffered with my health in that I was not sleeping at night. And every baby's different. I know Stevie was a freaking angel. Um, but for the first 11 months of Rui's life, I was up in the night three to five times, anywhere between 20 to 90 minutes at a time. So I was not sleeping. And I can say now, oh my God, I am sleeping again and I am back to my normal self. But if I'm really honest, like my mental health really took a hit there. And I even like remember having a conversation with you, Loz, like when we were back in, like we were we were back on deck and I was, I just remember at the beginning of this year, I was like, babe, I just, I can't even focus. Like, I just don't know if I can focus on this. Like I've got so many things on my plate. I'm not sleeping at night. I'm sleeping like four or five hours a night. Um, and then he wasn't a great sleeper during the day either. So I like my whole plan went to shit. And that really affected me mentally because I just wasn't on my game. You're not, you're already not going to be on your game as a mom, regardless of if you have a perfect child that sleeps at night or not, but throw a baby in there. Who's got you up consistently. And then you are foggy in the day and you're exhausted. You're emotional, like things like make you upset, like way easier than normal and then you've got your normal like team coming at you like with things that they want and need and then you do on calls and blah blah blah, and you're just like having a fucking breakdown <laughs> like behind the scenes you're in fetal position like I literally can't do this I'm not trying to be a neg ferret but I'm just sharing my experience like that was something I did not account for that was not in the bloody handbook <laughs> so let's just say you're going to be sleep deprived. Like these are just things you've got to think about. What have you got in place? Like I am so grateful that we had our top leaders in our business who were like, Shan, I've got this, like sleep. I get it. Like, you know, and we'd make a joke about how forgetful I was and how like foggy brain I was. But if I didn't have those girls, like, and I just want to say I'm so grateful for them, Soph and Jess, like without those two girls having our back in that in that in the thick of it was like honestly if it was just you and me running the show if it was just me running the show I I really don't know where I would be mentally that was a really tough time yeah and I, I also that's why I love this business model because it is it is predominantly women supporting women and we get it and it's a collaborative business model now I, I remember thinking this when we were going through it and we still are in it <laughs> I know they're 12 months old but we're still in it um, <laughs> um just thinking how I'm how appreciative I am for collaborative business because I think if I was a sole trader I would have I would have gone under like yeah. I it's I oh, wouldn't have yeah. been able to keep all the wheels and everything turning and kept it all together like so that's why again why I just love this business model for supporting women in all different seasons because we did get to lean on each other and yeah massive shout out to our leaders especially Jess and Soph because like, yeah, I, same thing. I think at the start, I got really clear in who we had that conversation with our leaders. We're like, we don't know what this is going to look like, but we're not going to be available. These like team trainings need to be run. These are the campaigns we're thinking about. What do you guys think? So we weren't just like, mm -hmm. okay, we're pregnant now. And we just kind of stepped back. We knew who our key leaders were. We had three months worth planned of like trainings, campaign ideas. There was very clear expectations of when we weren't available 
Um, so I think depending if you're in the network marketing space, like I said, like get really clear and okay, well, do you have independent leaders? And if not, how do you start fostering them? Like you need to not just help them do everything with them. You need to start showing up as a leader and doing the whole watch one, do one, teach one and and get them to be as independent from you as quickly as possible. Um, And then other things like, okay, well, if you know and you're starting to plan for you may not be available, like you might not be doing nine hours a day anymore or maybe you might be sleep deprived or whatever you're thinking that season of life may look like, well, then where can you delegate or where can you outsource or where can you automate? Like I know there were things that Shannon and I had been planning for years before we even fell pregnant, but this is even more of you to start doing that if this is something that you're planning for. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important to think of these things. It's not what you want to think about before you're having a baby. Like planning a baby is so exciting and you just think about like all the cuddles and the baby smells and then here comes Shannon Laws with the reality. <laughs> but I think we're still pretty good as much as it didn't, like there were things we didn't plan for. We, I look at other women who go through babies and we were so freaking blessed and abundant. Oh, my God. In- in our journey, in still in our incomes, in our impact, in the flexibility we have even now to still work a few hours a day around our babies, 12 months on, like. It's a gift. Yeah. It's and we gift. have, we have that gift because we had these open conversations and we did plan. Like we didn't yeah. just willy nilly say, I'm ready to fall pregnant. As much as you don't need a lot of money, you still, if you want to have a sustainable business that supports you, that you can return back to, that's still there for you when you're ready, you've got to think about these kind of things. Yeah. So true. So true. And I mean, you going back to work is going to be different for everyone listening. You know, for me, I wanted to do the first 40 days, which was like an ancient Chinese um, medicine ritual, like in Ayurvedic medicine, which was completely offline. No one talked to me for 40 days. And even after that, I was like, I'm not ready to see the world. (laughs) I want to be in, you know, in my home. Whereas other women, I think was you as well, like, you were so excited to share your journey online and that gave you inspiration and hope and got it made you feel connected. So every woman is different. I think thinking about, well, when do you want to go back into work? When do you, when are you ready to show your face on social media again? Like, do you want to be open with your journey or do you want to be quite, you know, introverted with that? Everyone's going to be different. I think having a think about that as well, in particular, if your business is built online if you know your brand is online and it's you you're you're the social presence and that's a big part of your business and how you create income that's really important to think about too yeah totally I know something that you're talking about earlier as well um was just having conversations with your partner about working roles did you want to talk into that as well Hmm, this was this is a conversation we actually didn't have and we had to have it like in the thick of figuring it out. Um, I know I'm sounding like I really didn't plan for pregnancy and having a baby, but I promise I did. There were just a few things that were a bit of a spanner in the works, but because I am ambitious and I love what I do and you know my business is my soul-led passion, like it's my baby, it's my first baby. I, there was a part of me that was like, yeah, I want to work a few hours a day around Rui, but like, I still want to win. I still want to like succeed. I still want to grow that. And I, to be completely honest, I went into having a baby thinking that when I was ready to get back into it, I would just be back to my normal self wanting to 
grow my business, grow my income. And it wasn't until there was some like real resistance and perturbation in doing that, um, that I was like, wait, this is not my season to do that. And again, every woman's going to be different. There will be some women that get back into the swing of things and they will win. They will succeed. They will grow and that, you know, each their own. But for me personally, my experience, it just didn't feel good. And I really had to come to terms with the fact that, okay, uh, before Rui, both Matt and I contributed to the household evenly. And what we did in our businesses, you know, was like we matched each other. <laughs> and then um, it was, I just had to have a really honest, open and raw and a very emotional conversation with Matt when I realized like, holy shit, it's not my season to to show up like that right now. Like right now, I just want to be a mum. I just want to not have a calendar. I don't want to have an agenda. I don't want to have to talk to people. I don't want to be in my emails. I don't I like, I really was finding so much resistance and I just wanted to like play with my baby. I wanted to be super present, like be a conscious mom and just play on the floor. And that was just like what I would love to do all day, but I was trying to be the old shunny. And so I ended up having a conversation with Matt that I wish I had prior to where it was like, okay, babe, well, like you're the king of the house now. Like you, this is all on you. Like I like obviously have an incredibly successful business over here and, you know, I have openly shared that my business didn't grow um, in that first little bit when Rui was born. And so, yeah, just having a conversation about what, how our working roles shifted like Matt was like we planned for Matt to be the main provider for our household and he was our king and he was our protector and he was you know it was shifting into that and me being like really stepping into my mother and just like embracing the slow and understanding that this season was not what I had planned and I think if I would have had that conversation before, how was I to know though? My God, seriously, <laughs> there's no handbook on this. But had I had that conversation with Matt before, I think I would have like really skipped out on the resistance that I felt there for a few months. But, you know, everything's perfect. Everything happened on purpose in the way it had to. And we had some really beautiful conversations. Our relationship grew because of that perturbation. So it's, I don't, I don't regret it. And if I could turn back time, I would just leave it as it is and how it was. But Maybe it's a conversation you can have with your partner, like how the working role is going to shift is hubby or your man or your partner, um, you know, are they going to become the main income earner and are they going to have to like work overtime and are they going to be in the office like Monday to Saturday as opposed to Monday to Friday now? Like how does that look and how does that feel and are you okay with that and are you happy to not work as much? such good chats and we went through the exact same thing and I know I spoke <laughs> about it in the surrender projects that was probably my hardest part about transitioning into motherhood was we've been very similar we're like and I think even our relationship dynamic me and Dan are very similar to like we're both like ambitious headstrong disciplined goal orientated I match him hustle for hustle but we had the same conversation being like and I and it's, it was totally supportive of a bit it was just I think it was me relinquishing that identity of yeah babe I'm I know, so I didn't even know. We've been together 10 years this year too, so we must have got together in the same oh year. Oh, my God. Next month Dude. is our 10-year anniversary. 
Um, That's wild. We have way too many similarities. We do. Um, but I said the same thing to Dan. I'm like, I'm like, I know, like, that's been my identity. Like, I've got my own money. I'm independent. Like, I, I, I can do and will do all the things. Yeah. But for this season of life, I actually like, I'm, I love my business. I'll show up my business. I'm still doing my business, but it's not my season. I'm not driven right now to make my like any sacrifices in regards to motherhood like my number one goal for the whole year is just mum come mum comes first yeah. like that's yeah. what inspires me that's what feels good so if my income drops because I'm prioritizing motherhood like we've got to be okay with that well are you okay with that firstly because that's where I'm at like mm. so we had the same conversation and I think that Lee opens up the conversation because if they're not you've got to be like okay well where's that money going to be made up for if that happens or you just got to get honest, like you said, about like what what do you want the season of life to look like? And it might feel different for you. There's some women who slay this season. There's some mm. women who actually like can't wait to get back into work and they want to put their babies straight into daycare and there's no judgment here. Like yeah. your babies um, are better off having like just a small amount of time present with you than a whole lot of time if your your head's elsewhere. So it, it's there's you just got to work out what feels good to you. But that was a very yeah. similar yeah. conversation Dan and I had was like, motherhood's my season right now and that's Mm. what feels good yeah and I think once I stepped into that like I everything just started flowing perfectly anyway (laughs) everything felt good and everything was fun again like before that when I was resisting it was just like oh this is so frustrating and annoying but once I really stepped into that and honored it I was like ah it's like a fresh breath of it <laughs> and I know we had this conversation and it was hard because Rue wasn't sleeping but I remember you saying to me Lauren like how are you actually doing it all but I think mm. it that was probably the biggest thing was I I was just prioritizing mum life and because I was okay with that it's funny like how you said it all falls into place and you still get your business done like I'm it's yeah. like oh like when I'm okay with it doesn't get done and there's no resistance there. I'm still doing three, four hours a day and all the high paying activities are getting done and the team is winning again. And it's yeah, without the pressure. And like you said, the funds there, it's, I think a lot of it's the internal dialogue us as women have relinquishing mm. all the pressures that we put on ourselves when we, we don't need to, we're so hard yeah, on ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like I always say, I don't know what this journey would be like without you, Lizzie. So it's been it's been so good to have you <laughs> to call and be like, help. But I really hope that these questions um, has sparked some awesome conversations with those of you who are planning to have families in the near future, whether it's in the next six to 12 months, if it's like in the next six years, like when I first started my business and you have that long-term vision, whatever it is, just know as well, whatever happens, it's all perfect and for for you it happens to you on purpose no it doesn't happen to you it happens for you and it's all part of the journey so i'll pop all those questions in the show notes too in case you want to go out for a date night like these are really beautiful conversations to have and like i think my biggest tip would be just keep the line of communication open with your partner and some of these might be hard conversations to have but they deepen your relationship um so yeah we'll pop the questions in the show notes and if it's something that you want to start planning on, like bring the conversations up over a dinner or set some intentions. I'd love to have these kind of conversations with you and go plan a date night. Mm. So powerful. 